This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is sitting across the table from me. We're live from Mile High Sports Studios here in the Tech Center. Uh, we got it's a Tuesday. And I think we've got a lot to talk about. We're trying to build towards the Bengals without, like we say, peaking too early. Tuesdays are always kind of like a reflection uh, podcast, maybe a topical podcast well, with a couple of good ones. For one, I want to, again, they're both seven and six. Both of these teams are seven and six. Well, I'm wondering not only who's seven and six is a better seven and six, but I also want to ask you, and you listeners, um, who's further along in like the process of the process being make the playoffs, build towards a championship? Who's further along in that process, the Bengals or the Broncos? And I think we have, two, I, at least me, two different answers for the same question. Meaning, right now today, Jake... The Broncos are playing better football than the Bengals. Yes. I think right now as we stand it here, December 14th, the Broncos are a better team today than the Bengals. That could change on Sunday when the if and the uh, Bengals beat the Broncos, and then that's a no-doubter, and we move on. But um, I think the Broncos right now Tuesday, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, and then we'll do it Thursday, and then we'll do it Friday. And we'll, you know, again, build towards – how we see this game playing out. Sometimes it dramatically changes throughout the week. Right now, I'm feeling pretty good about the Broncos' chances, and I think they're playing some pretty good football right now. Uh, Maybe their best football of the season, if they can carry over um, what they did against the Lions. Uh, Run the ball with Javante. This defense is... um, It's been really good this whole season. If they can put that kind of effort out there, I think that um, they beat the Bengals. Easier said than done. Right. Big picture... (laughs) <laughs> the Bengals have Joe Burrow, who I think is the truth. I think he's a great player. I don't know if he's a future MVP. I don't know if he's going to win MVPs in Super Bowls, but I think he's a great player, has a chance to be a very exceptional player, and will give the Bengals a chance. He'll be one of the seven or eight, nine quarterbacks in the NFL to give their team a chance in a window over the next three or four years to win a championship. He's got those kind of goods. So if we're talking about winning a championship, who's closer to winning a championship? Damn, it might be the Bengals because of the Burrow factor. But in terms of making the playoffs this year, I think it's kind of the Broncos. Yeah. Is that weird? Is that those that can you have both things? Does yes. that make sense? Yes, you can definitely have both things. Right now, the Broncos, like you said, their running game has elevated them to a, a level where, you know, they can control the game. They can dictate the pace of the game and play their brand of football. And when you have a, a defense the way uh, that they've been playing recently as well, you know, and Vic Fangio as as, you know, the the pseudo defensive mastermind running the whole thing, that's the recipe for success. And right now the Bengals are kind of reeling a little bit and the Broncos, you know, bounce back uh, after, you know, a tough loss to the Chiefs and they find themselves right in the same spot as the Bengals. And like you said, the difference is um, Joe Burrow's a young quarterback, so that bodes well for the future. Maybe not right now, but the future is very bright for Joe Burrow and the young up-and-coming head coach of Zach Stevens. Um, You know, he's got – he's turned around the Bengals – 
know, fairly quick. You know, all it took was Joe Burrow and, you know, Jamar Chase. Well, and, not and some good all defense. it took. It took the number one overall pick in the whole draft. So Which I mean, is Joe Burrow. I know, but like the way you almost said it. Oh, it's it, nothing. It made, no, it made it seem like obtainable or something, which I don't think, you know, but Joe Burrow's not obtainable for the Broncos. So if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do it a different way. But also that's the reward, I guess, for being so bad in, in a lot of ways. But Jamar Chase is having a season for the ages. Um, I mean, he might be the best receiver in the NFL this season. Besides DeAndre Cooper Hopkins Cup. has a one touchdown in the last five games. Who else did you Cooper say? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Okay, sorry, Cooper Cup. No, uh, no disrespect. Uh, but Jamar Chase is having a Randy Moss type of rookie season, one for the ages. Um, we broke a few numbers down of these Bengals. They scored 27 PPG. And 29 points per game the last three games, over the last three games. Um, the way they're built, they will get to 24 points no matter what, I'd say. I think if the Broncos can hold them to 20, they'll have a chance to win this game. If the Broncos let them get to 24 points, well, can the Broncos score 27? They can't theoretically, but the Broncos 27 has to come with like seven points of defensive help. So, you know, these two teams win different ways and in different styles and um what were you gonna say i think you're onto something here let's look back at the Bengals season a little bit um where where they've scored 24 points where they've scored less than 24 points loss to the bears 17 to 20 okay loss or no, no no loss to the packers 22 to 25. And um, that's the only time that. Well, do you those know, are the only two okay. games that they've scored yeah, below 24. Yeah, still means something. Points. And also, they've had back to back losses, Jake, where they were, for one, they were down 24 to 0 to the Chargers. Came back, I believe, I mean, like I'm like 89% sure, to tie the game before the Chargers kind of put their foot back on the gas and beat them. And then uh, this weekend, the 49ers, they send that game to overtime. They get back in that game, a game that the 49ers are really dominating by they have to kind of let Burrow loose at the end of the game to get him back in it. And he did. Right. And they lose in overtime. So two pretty huge deflating losses for the Bengals. And maybe, just maybe, Jake, one of those two losses was one of their winnable games right. with the winnable effort. So maybe you come out here and have the Broncos go get a deflated uh, Bengals team who's super young in every department, including head coach, and you go take advantage of these guys and keep them just 20 points, and you go get you a 24-20, 27-21 kind of victory. Um I could definitely see that happening. and That's I, the blueprint. I was mistaken. Even these last two games that they've lost to the Chargers and the, and the 49ers, they scored 22 against the Chargers and 23 against the 49ers. So four out of the six losses, they scored under, the, under 24 points. So I think, you know, like you said, defense is going to be key for this Broncos team to hope to get a victory against this Bengals one. And um, defense is good. Uh, the Broncos strong suit right now control the clock and keep the Bengals off the field that's how they've been winning games and that's how they should keep the the game plan moving forward okay um so the Bengals defense is not a bad defense as well their defense I called it like a no-name defense not a bunch of stars on the defense and you're thinking well because of that maybe um 
they're not a, a, a good defense. They are. The numbers say they're they're a pretty good defense. Um, who, to be honest with you, over the last few weeks, their offense has not shown up. Um, and if the offense would have maybe chipped in or helped some of the defense, if some of the, maybe the total points have given up in these losses, the complexion would be a little different. A little bit of Broncos, um, you know, the Broncos uh, medicine uh, when the Broncos are, you know, can't score any points in a half, um, let a team go up on them, and then too little, too late trying to play catch up. They've done that a couple games this season. Um, they've done a good job at changing that, the Broncos, into running the ball themselves, not letting the game get out of hand and trying to take control of the tempo, the mood, and kind of the feel of, uh, of these games. They did that last week, obviously, against the Lions in a great win. And I actually think they did that, Jake, against the Chiefs. They forced the Chiefs into their style of game, kept Mahomes off for the field. The difference was they couldn't capitalize. Vic Mm -hmm. knew it. He said, we have to score touchdowns, not field goals. But also, you know, got fourth and two on a drive where you already converted two fourth downs. To me, it's a law of averages, bro. Good teams convert fourth downs like 60-some percent of the time. Do you know what that tells me? A third of the time, you don't. One out of three, the biggest one, they didn't. And they needed to go kick three points. Uh, We could talk about that forever, I guess. Um, so it might have not made any difference in a game um, that was otherwise pretty close, um, 22 to 9. But the Broncos have improved this season. We can tell. We see it. I think they're getting better and better. And I think that um, that'll that'll continue to progress this weekend. If they can get a win out of it, and um, then the Broncos will sit as a playoff team, I think. I don't know that for sure. I don't know if by looking at it as hard as we've looked at it the last couple of days, we could even tell because so much is going to turn over and change um, from the Chargers and the Chiefs going Thursday night to, I mean, to what the Colts have going on, to the Browns who are um, kind of resurgent a little bit. Um, yeah, man, let's call this the midway point of the podcast okay you have a good topic here a good little uh, hot topic around town i want to talk about in the second part of this podcast but i want to want to mention DraftKings right now DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl they have a no-brainer right now check this out guys pay attention to me okay please thank you okay may i have your attention please um new customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook uh, customers can also get hooked up um, and a skin in the game, as they would say, with these same-game parlays. We talk about them all the time. Love these same-game parlays. Jake, one leg short last night of my Sony Michelle anytime touchdown score. I had over yards on Van Jefferson, on Odell Beckham Jr., over 70 yards on Sony Michelle. I had it all, Jake, except for the only time touchdown score. Um, it was a $20 bet. I put that paid out 400 disappointed to not have the, you know, they, they threw, he threw three touchdowns in Matt Stafford and like in what you want them to be running situations. They look to kind of throw, I think that's the McVay way, or at least it was the game plan last night. And my bet fell one leg short. It happens. But do you know what, man? I was just very, very close to turning 20 bucks into 400. Cashing a couple hundred, playing on 200 and trying to turn a 200 into a thousand. And I'm serious off a $20 bet. And you know, you could do it. You could do it off of five bucks, guys. You could turn five bucks into 125 bucks. But right now they're giving you, you could turn $1 into a hundred. 
That's the starting point here, guys. Uh, and then you do whatever you want with these free bets. I'll tell you, free bets turn into uh, real money real quick. And you can only do this stuff at the DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it right now. Use promo code MHS. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code MHS. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of... The NFL must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Jake. So uh, you had a topic that is a little bit of the talk of town. Uh, Maybe not the talk of town in Dallas, but definitely the talk of town in Denver. Yes. What is that? So... Uh, this morning, we put out a poll on My Life Sports Twitter feed, um, and we asked, who is the defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons or Patrick Sertan? And it's fairly close. Uh, we got to remember, you know, this is Broncos country here. This is mile-high sports. Uh, we're not down in Texas. And right now, Micah Parsons has a slim lead, 53%, to Patrick Sertan's 47 um, it's very close, closer than I thought. I think Micah Parsons is running away with this award. It's not even close, in my opinion. But Pat Sertan has caught the eye of Broncos country and even you know the rest of the NFL. And he has been one of the top rookies this year. Plenty of interceptions. Got that pick six against the Chargers, and you know he's he's dominating right now. So Micah Parsons Jake has been not only the best defensive rookie in the NFL, he's been a top 10 defensive player in the NFL. Yes. He is a defensive player of the year candidate. He's going to get real votes for it. TJ Watt should win the award probably depends how they finish out here. Mm. Uh Aaron Donald be in the mix there. Your guy Diggs, Diggs will be there in the mix, but I think Parsons is more important than Diggs. Interceptions are more flashy or flasher than even sacks. But uh, Micah Parsons, man, looks like one for the ages. He looks like the linebacker I've always dreamed of. Yeah. And that's what's kind of, you know, he looks like that ferocious freak show of a linebacker that is game-changing and a wrecking machine every single week. No disrespect to, to a few different things here. The cornerback position, okay, to Patrick Sertan, because Sertan has lived up to the hype. He's found some interceptions. He's been a bit of a ball hawk. He's been matched up on some great players. He's gotten better. Uh, you saw him fix a couple of early season mistakes. He's got the pedigree, the toughness, all that kind of stuff. I think he, that both players go on to be pro bowlers and potentially all pros. Okay. Ooh. Yes. But I would right now, I would right now feel like I'm missing out on all the things that Micah Parsons can bring. And I feel bad saying it because Patrick Sertan has done a great job, has lived up to the hype, and he's my own guy. He's ours. So I feel bad about it. But let me ask you this, Jake. Say both guys are all pros. Yes. Both guys are elite and great players. Then who would you rather have? Parsons. Still? Still Parsons. Well, I mean, like Champ Bailey, though, would shut down like a whole third of the field. Sometimes like... The half of the field. Right. You couldn't throw it his way. You wouldn't throw it his way. You didn't even think about it. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not something to that. There is. There's absolutely something to that. Is and the elitist of elite corners in the NFL better and more productive than the elitist of elite uh, wrecking ball bulldozer linebacking hybrid freak shows of nature? Maybe in today's league, just because there's, you know, the, the passing aspect of it, how the, the game has transitioned to more of a passing league. But 
Micah Parsons is the best of both worlds. You know, he's a sideline to sideline linebacker who can also rush the passer. Uh, he's good in coverage and he's really a game breaker. To me, you know, the, the sacks combined with the forced fumbles, Micah Parsons is, I would still take Parsons over, over you would Sertan take Parsons if they were both all pro. You, take, you would take Parsons over Sertan. I think the linebacker pro. position is still one of the, the most important positions in all of football. It is maybe underrated when you have a guy like that. If you don't have a guy like that, then you don't feel like that. Right. Then you think corner is more important. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, no no diss to Patrick Sertan. And you know what? I'm going to say for my, you know, I don't have a uh, final kind of conclusive answer. If both guys live up to maximum hype train and they're both all pros, then I'm not sure I'd have to see what that would mean. Because I remember what it was like for Champ Bailey. And one of the advantages we had, even when we were like, uh, 10 and 6 team over and over again they're kind of spinning our tires and losing like the Colts and Peyton every year in the first round it was Chant Bailey that made you feel elite and made the yeah. Broncos defense um, feel like they were really special even in years when they weren't even a lot of those years when they really weren't special so um, the poll question was came down to 50-50 you said it was 53 Micah Parsons to 47 and that's in a Broncos country poll right so even we realize here that maybe one got away a little bit and it's never easy um Patrick Sertan was more of the sure thing coming out that's true because Parsons had a lot of the off the field. Well, issues. there's that stuff too, but also like you know, it's the athletic, the pedigree. You know, was there from my uh, from Bama. from certain Micah Parsons was a great player, and he had some of that stuff too. But you didn't know if his you know insane uh, collegiate athleticism and playmaking ability could carry over to big boy um, NFL football. And it has. He hasn't skipped a beat. It's like the same guy. You know yeah. what I mean? So I've heard people say that he should be DPOY. So well, I mean, you know, defensive player of the year. Uh, don't disrespect guys like, you know, they gave Khalil Mack one when it should have been Vaughn's one year because mm -hmm. Khalil, Khalil Mack was still like on the come up. It's Take care of guys who've up. been doing it for three or four or five years and haven't had it uh, before we start just giving guys, you know, the award like TJ Watt maybe do for who did he who won that award last year? Donald. Aaron Donald, of yeah. course, right? So, who's having another great year, but then you get sick and tired of giving it to the same guy. Diggs has been great, but I think Diggs and Parsons will take votes away from each other. Right. Therefore, yeah. maybe opening up the door for TJ Watt, uh, maybe Aaron Donald, when it's all said and done, it'd be like voting for Tom Brady. Well, I mean, it's like, who else are we going to vote for? There's other guys who have been good, but how can we take it away from Tom? You know what I mean? So, right, right. Um, let me see. What else? I got I got one one more thing yeah, for us. Uh, Vic Fangio was asked about being in the playoff hunt, and he says it's definitely feeling good. There's no denying that. I think it's good for obviously us, the team, and players. I think it's good for our fans. I think it's good for you guys to cover something with a little more pop to it. We've got to be one game at a time, and you know Fangio's one hundred percent right. You know to be in the playoff hunt for this Denver Broncos team since it's been so long. Uh, you know for uh, playoffs. For, <laughs> I just hope we can win, I just a hope game. win a game. Uh, it's been so long, uh, and it's good for the fan base. Yeah, it's good for the media. You know, it's a lot funner to cover this Broncos team when That's they're sure. when they're worth a damn. Um, but I think he's trying to you know put it in George Payton's ear that hey, what we're doing here. Is good for the team, so maybe you should good keep for me you, around. Bud. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should keep keep me around and see what I can do next yeah. year with maybe Russell Wilson as our quarterback. Uh, interesting, very interesting. I think 
Uh, we got it going on right now, the Broncos, I think, for what it is, all things considered. They're not a playoff team just yet. The come up is feels like real and pure, not fake, not flashy in the pan. It feels like the Broncos really as a unit are headed in the right direction. I think they're going to play some good football um, this weekend. Will it be good enough to beat the Bengals? We'll see what the Bengals are made of. This one's going to be a little bit gut check, heart check. Uh, we'll had to take some gritty gutty to win this one. I think the Broncos kind of got that. If there's anything the Broncos have, it's the way they scrape through kind of games with Fangio that if you get into a close one, you hope, unless you're playing the Chiefs, that you can come out on the other side. And maybe this battle testing kind of stuff that the Broncos are going through, the highs and the lows, by the end of the season, they'll get it figured out and how to walk away with some wins and some wins in matchups and some battle individual matchups and situational stuff and maybe mentally get over some hurdles and stuff like that, that when you're otherwise a young player and a team that hasn't accomplished anything and doesn't really even know what success looks like and feels like, how do you even get there? Because you don't even know really what it is. Right, right. So... It's probably good for today's podcast. Tomorrow will be a midweek, uh, what I don't get Wednesday special edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. We appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. I suggest if you like the podcast, podcast, you go check out the radio show that Jake and I do every single day. I mean, the radio show, I mean, with the sounds, the music, all the flavor, um, it's great. This is just a tiny little capsulated uh, mini version of the radio show that we do every single day. Jake and I, 98.1 FM, 101. 7.5 HD3. If you do that, um, watch it at milehighsports.com. Uh, for the radio show, you go to the radio on demand tab to, uh, at milehighsports.com to get you podcasted versions. To get the podcast, this podcast, you just go to podcast at milehighsports.com, uh, the Mile High Sports apps, Spreaker, Apple Play, Google, what is it? Google Play Podcast. Okay, is Apple Play and Google Play the same thing? Uh, it's Apple, Apple Podcast. Apple Pod- Google I combined like Belichick where I said I don't do the snap face or the Insta chat. Right. We're on a Cincinnati. So yeah, literally. Thanks, yeah, literally. We're yeah, on we're on Cincinnati. Literally. So uh, we appreciate you guys for rolling with us today, man. Uh, we'll get another one in tomorrow. Listen to the show tomorrow and then listen to the podcast after. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.